Welcome to Data Bytes. I'm Susan Wong. And I'm Jesse Chizeski Kay. Susan and I are two statisticians, and we want to bring statistics closer to you. We will touch on topics in big data, data science, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and the list may grow. In this episode, we talk about protecting kids' digital privacy. Let's get started. Businesses collect data on us through the internet. Sometimes it is demographic information. Sometimes it's tracking what you click on their websites, or they can figure out where you are for location-based advertising by the IP address of the device connected to the internet. This is all happening all very quietly in a way that we may not be consciously aware. Yeah, and according to businessnewsdaily.com, an article on that site last year, they suggest that businesses use this information for several different reasons, such as improving the customer's experience, refining their marketing strategy, making money by selling the data they have collected, or um, to secure more sensitive data. For example, banks might collect information on a customer to help determine fraudulent attempts to access an account. Or if I, for example, try to um, log into my Google account from a new device with a different IP address, it will sometimes request additional information to confirm my identity. California actually has a law that provides some protection against this, which passed in 2018. It's called the California Consumer Privacy Act, or CCPA, which, among other things, allows consumers to know what data are being collected on them and opt out of having that data sold. This applies to companies that do business in California and hit some thresholds in terms of gross revenue, the number of people they have data on, or makes over half their revenue from the sale of personal data. The EU has passed the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, Um, we mentioned this before, and and this provides data privacy protections for citizens of the EU and the European Economic Area. Yeah, and well, Susan, it, it turns out there are also special laws in place to protect kids on the internet. So in the In the U.S., there is what's called the Children's Online Privacy Protection Rule, or COPPA, C-O-P-P-A. The summary of the rule um, provided on the COPPA website is, um, so here's a quote, COPPA imposes certain requirements on operators of websites or online services directed to children under 13 years of age and on operators of other websites or online services that have actual knowledge that they are collecting personal information online from a child under 13 years of age, end quote. So there are, of course, many details associated with this, but um, we can say generally that, um, that there are data privacy protections in place for children under 13. That's great. I I didn't realize there were special protections for kids, but it makes sense to have such regulations. Although I'd want to look into it just to see what kind of protection is being offered. For example, with GDPR, any website you visit while abroad in Europe will make you click on an I agree button before you can really browse through the site. I'm not sure that that's really effective because it becomes so routine that I don't even read the agreement anymore. It's more of a nuisance. But I do like the spirit of keeping kids' best interests in mind. Yeah, agreed. I I actually, I hadn't thought much about kids on the internet and data being collected on them previously. 
And um, well, on a, a recent post on NBCNews.com, um, it discusses a, a company actually that's working to help protect kids' data privacy using artificial intelligence. And the article it's, um, is titled, Is That a Kid Browsing? This company says it's artificial intelligence can tell. AI to the rescue, as always. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so part of the problem with protecting a kid's privacy online is that the website or company needs to be able to tell that it's actually a kid that's browsing. And just asking doesn't seem credible enough. It seems easy enough to mislead a website about one's age. Yeah, exactly. So um, sometimes on, on websites, something will pop up asking if you are at least a particular age. But of course, a kid could just check yes. <laughs> and then this can lead to compliance problems for the website or company. So the, um, the article references a UNICEF statistic that more than 175,000 kids go online every day for the first time. Wow. There, that's a staggering number. There are concerns beyond just the data collection and each child's digital footprint. Um, also, sort of accessing sites that are not kid-friendly or appropriate for those under 13, that's another concern as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm, I'm sure there are cases, too, where the businesses or websites have kind of malicious intent, but, um, but others may legitimately want to keep kids out. So how can they do that? Well, um, this is where the NBCNews.com article comes in. So there's a company and it's called Super Awesome. <laughs> so that's the name, Super Awesome, which has the following awesome name. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> uh, which has the following uh, description on their website. So this is um, how they describe themselves on the website. So Super Awesome powers the kids' digital media ecosystem. Our kid tech is used by hundreds of brands and content owners to enable safe, digital engagement with the global under 13 audience built specifically to ensure that total digital privacy copa slash gdpr k for children um, our technology footprint reaches almost half a billion kids across north america europe latum and apec I'm guessing the GDPR-K is the EU's special protection for kids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and the um, the so-called um, kids, yeah. So so that that's it. Seems like they have a specific um, regulation for for kids that's outlined in that um, GDPR-K. And then um, so for this company, the so-called um, kids digital ads market. Um, so they reference that, which I, I interpret as how much is spent on digital ads geared at kids. Um, so it, the article had also noted that that's been increasing, where a 2017 estimate by PricewaterhouseCoopers was um, that by 2019, that amount would be $1.2 billion, U.S. dollars. Wow, that's a sizable ads market geared specifically towards kids. Kind of interesting. I would not have thought kids had that much purchasing power, even through their parents. Yeah, and um, so so the point you know, overall is that there's regulation saying kids' data privacy is protected. A, sp- a substantial digital ads market is geared towards kids. And there's not really an easy way to determine if a particular internet user is under 13 years old. So Super Awesome, that's the company, again, um, that we mentioned previously, has developed some AI technology to predict if a user is under 13. How do they do that? Well, one of the Super Awesome products is what they call Kid Tech, and it provides infrastructure so that no data are collected on kids. 
the details about the AI seem to be proprietary, or at least details were not available on their website. But what they do reveal in the NBC.com, uh, NBCnews.com article is that they have been testing their AI on 300 indicators. Um, these are variables that may be helpful in predicting if the user is over or under 13. Do we have any idea what those indicators look like? Yeah, so the um, the article kind of quotes the super awesome CEO, um, his name's Dylan Collins, as explaining, so this is him describing it, the CEO, um, the signals we use range from the physical device to the nature of the content and how the content is being interacted with to where on the screen is being tapped. A decision is being based on a minimum number of those data points depending on what the system can look at, end quote. The screen being tapped. So we're talking about smartphones and tablet devices. I guess I'd be curious to know how a kid's tapping behavior differs from that of an adult. Yeah, I, I would have thought that they would both kind of tap in similar spots. Um, it would also be nice to know more, more details about the actual AI that they use. Agreed. They could be doing something similar, you know, as logistic regression on the indicators, or maybe they're throwing the information into a deep neural network. Yeah, or, or even something in between. Yeah, it's just, it's not explained in the articles I found. Um, maybe one day they'll reveal their secrets. But another NBCnews.com article from, from back in December of 2018 mentions another one of Super Awesome's products called um, the Kid Safe Filter. And this system provides a firewall for third-party advertisements and essentially makes it so the advertisers are not able to store data without knowing that the user is a child. So I may be interpreting this incorrectly, but it seems that this then makes the advertiser responsible for the data storage, which would then potentially put them in violation of one of the their various kids' privacy laws. So for the companies who do want to be in compliance, this is helpful. Yes. And there are a number of companies who seem to be using their products. The ones mentioned in the 2018 NBCnews.com article are um, Mattel, Hasbro, Nintendo, and Warner Brothers. So they seem to have the sorts of customers we would hope they, that would be interested in protecting kids. So uh, we'll see what else they come up with in the future. Thanks for listening to Databytes. If you have any questions or suggestions or comments for us, please email us at databytes.podcast at gmail.com. That's databytes with a Y. And if you want to see the numerous articles that served as reference material for today's show, please visit our website at databytespodcast.github.io. Till next time.